a very warm welcome to our Whispers of the Soul podcast, where we host conscious conversations with a spiritual and soulful twist. We and our guest speakers talk about life-changing events orchestrated from our soul, so that we can raise the profile of our quieter and more softer voice that comes from our intuition. So stay with us for your next soul download. Whispers of the soul. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Whispers of the Soul. I'm Sally. And I'm Sibby. And uh, we are joined today by a fabulous guest, somebody who will always have a very special place in my heart. Um, her name is Andrea Clark. Um, so before we get on to the discussion for today with the beautiful Andrea, I'd like to introduce her for you listeners. So Andrea is an intuitive healer weaving together holistic pelvic care, feminine embodiment, womb awakening and energy medicine. Her focus right now is helping women discover and nurture the sacred connection with their bodies and the feminine essence within. Through deep womb connection and remembrance, we can tap into our innate wisdom and creativity, allowing us to empower ourselves so that we can embrace our roles of co-creation, feminine leadership, and soul expression. Wow, that's that's powerful. I feel <laughs> empowered is. just reading that. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> nice way to start the day. That is to read that. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. R- a real pleasure to be here with you both. Yay. Thanks for coming. I know it's it's <laughs> going to be a good one. And um, you know, I I met Andrea some years ago, and she was the first person that introduced me to the world of energy healing and just how incredible and powerful it is. So, um, and since then, Andrea has gone on to do many different things. Um, but obviously, your your focus at the moment is connected to the womb womb connection womb awakening um and I know that you've done different things in between all of that but just for people listening I wonder if you can just try to surmise I know it's difficult well just give a summary of how you ended up specializing in that area and what what do women need now from this work yeah um so my um my journey in Holistic therapies, if you like, is gosh, 27 years. So 27 years in the making. So it's been a it's been a long journey. Um originally it was very much around holistic therapies like reflexology, aromatherapy, body massage, that kind of thing. And I it, it kind of started to take a focus in terms of women's health with fertility reflexology. Mm-hmm. And then from that, I moved into um, womb massage, fertility um, and womb massage. So that kind of, that's when things kind of really started to open up in a different way for me, yeah. bringing into that cycle awareness, menstrual cycle awareness. That was like a really big personal piece for me um and so my original focus around women's health was it was specifically to do with fertility and I've kind of since moved a little bit away from fertility because that felt too goal orientated and I totally get that and that's not a judgmental piece from me that's more of a piece of 
that's not the way that I choose to work. My my personal path is to take somebody on a journey and be part of a journey for for a period of time. Like yourself, Sally, it's just like for a period of time and maybe people dip in at a later point and maybe they don't. I'm just kind of, I'm part of a, a, a segment of somebody's journey of awakening, I suppose. So um, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then the next kind of real big piece for me was um, the feminine embodiment. So I spent many years connecting to source. And then it was kind of like this whole different world opened up to me in terms of actually this big embodiment piece. Mm. And that actually wove together really beautifully with the holistic pelvic care so do you want me just to kind of touch on what holistic pelvic care yes. is yes please mm. yeah there aren't many of us in the country so holistic pe- pelvic care is intravaginal massage so that kind of for many women will feel totally scary and you'd be thinking what the hell yeah what, why why out of the comfort zone Absolutely. what this is that kind of absolutely but it's it's a really beautiful it's a really beautiful practice it's based on the work of Tammy Kent who wrote Wild Feminine if any of your listeners haven't found Tammy's book Wild Feminine I would definitely definitely put that on your reading list it's an absolutely beautiful book in terms of feeling into discovering and connecting with the with the feminine landscape and by that we mean the the pelvic bowl and everything that resides in the pelvic bowl so specifically the ovaries and the womb space um i'm just going to say andrew we'll put that in the show notes if people want to find out about that book and um it's i got that book after you recommended it to me and Mm. it, it was a game changer in a lot of ways in terms of mindset shifts Absolutely. Lots of different, lots of different pieces in terms of, you know, ancestral stuff, connecting in with your womb space. And really, I suppose for me, the the feminine embodiment piece just just melded with that in such a beautiful way, because it means that I can work much more somatically. Mm. So I'm taking people on a journey into their bodies, into their pelvis, and actually just having conversations with their ovaries their women's space their vaginas I actually had a conversation with um with a woman's bladder yesterday that was kind of because that was like the most you know she was she's suffering from endometriosis and lots of irritation around the around the bladder for you know half of her cycle and actually just taking a moment to feel into what that bladder is holding Mm. that bladder is asking for so that's kind of like the crux of the somatic stuff and it's really beautiful um so I don't go into a session with a thought process about what I'm gonna do I just I suppose what I'm doing is when I start the conversation with somebody I'm opening up the energy field so I can feel into where those little where those juicy little threads kind of waiting to be like, just kind of like, oh, here's one here. Oh, yeah, there's something really kind of juicy. And then we just kind of spiral into the body. So all of those practices 
So the wound massage, the holistic pelvic care, the feminine embodiment, the energy work, it all kind of blends together. And the emphasis for for sessions might be slightly different, but all of those tools are kind of um, available for myself to use and for my clients. So it's got pretty, it's pretty powerful combination. Very. Not for the faint hearted. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love um yeah I love what you're saying about talking to the to the body because how often do we think about that how often do we you know actually think about having a two-way like exchange with our bodies or parts of our body you know yeah. and I think as women as well with with there's been a lot of shame forced upon us I mean, so much shame, hasn't there, over the centuries that we almost, does it feel to you that, you know, we, we almost don't, we can't open that? Yeah, shame is shame is the kind of the sticky glue that holds it all in. Yeah. And I think shame is the piece that stops a lot of women from accessing this kind of body of work. Yeah. There's also a sense of what what is she going to find or how often I've given my power away in terms of intimate relationships. Mm. And I think that is such a commonality. Yeah. I don't think there's many women that have not experienced that in intimacy of giving their power away and said, maybe said yes to intimacy and then halfway through gone, actually no. And I think that really contributes to being disconnected from our womb space. So I suppose a big part of my work is um, assisting women to, or any womb owners actually, to connect with their womb space Mm -hmm. and create a container and an intention to have a two-way conversation. So this womb communion, um, which is a big piece of the work, is... Rather than because I get a lot of women say, Well, I talk to my women all the time, but I this this is kind of a slightly different perspective because this is about creating an intention to create sacred, safe space mm-hmm. for your womb to commune with you and you to commune with your womb. So, in that sense, you're asking your womb space, What does she need? Yeah, yeah, which feels different, doesn't it, than just feeling like you're in conversation yes it's a different way of, of it's feeling. kind of like understanding that she's holding she's holding experiences she's holding emotions mm. and actually her take on something say for example like a traumatic birth or a termination or abuse actually might be different from your headspace and how your headspace is dealt with that and is feeling and thinking about it mm. and I also think that <clears throat> I think that the womb is actually an aspect of our consciousness so I feel she's traveled with this many many well, she's traveled with this as part of that soul journey so she's traveled with this through lifetime after lifetime after lifetime mm. I love that notion I've never I've never thought of that actually before I love that yeah. you've that you've brought that up yeah I think that, you know, when you were talking about how you were connecting before with source and then 
mm. kind of rediscovering the womb space in in that way that sacred way has helped you almost open a whole other resource of intuitive and sacred information absolutely because i really do think that um that women connect with their spiritual nature and with spirit in a different way to those who don't have a womb just to be just to be clear when i'm talking about the womb i'm not talking about the physical womb i'm talking about the womb space the energetic womb space yeah. so mm-hmm. i've worked with one client who she has a particular genetic um uh a genetic disorder so she doesn't have a womb and yet she can she connects with her womb space in the most beautiful way so okay. it doesn't matter whether you've had hysterectomy yeah no, because it's like the energetic space and that is that is always there regardless of whether the physical womb is there or not yeah mm. do you think that there's some correlation to that and mother earth in terms of the creating or the co-creation or yeah I mean I think that we we connect down and we connect down through the earth chakras and down into the womb chakra and my sense is that the womb chakra is kind of like embedded within that crystalline grid yeah and yeah we I and that kind of like that is synonymous with the core of mother earth the womb of mother earth so, uh, you know, I, I worked with somebody the other day and, and I and we took her her grounding right the way down into the womb of Mother Earth and the emotions when I got her to kind of bring that up because she was kind of like, she was fine to kind of skirt around the edges of it. But when I said actually ask permission, if you have permission to enter within that womb space, mm. she was kind of like absolutely blown away by that. Wow. That's amazing. I was just thinking as well that the, the sort of linking it to Mother Earth, you know, how we've treated Mother Earth, sort of how, you know, in ancient times, not with all civilizations, but there was often a, a you know, the, the yeah. recognition of that she is the provider, you know, we will honor her, which we've, mm-hmm. which we've lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, I mean, it's it's the same with female, isn't it? The female, the the sacred female, you know, and how women we, we have not been honoured, and the womb, and and the amazing, you know, act of creation, creating life has not been honoured, and we have not been honoured, you know, over the. I think you know this. It's it's down to us to make those changes. Yeah. You know, and the and the only way we can. For me, the only way that we can do that effectively is by that connection with the womb space. But also to to understand that it's okay to allow um, the earth to, um, you know, we can send things down a a cording into the earth. She's not going to be traumatized by that. She has the ability to be able to transform, transmute and alchemize and compost because the end result of that is that we have a deeper connection with the earth. Mm-hmm. If we have a deeper connection with the earth, we start to notice things in everyday life that feel a little bit off or dishonoring to the earth. So it's all part of the evolutionary process for me. Yeah. And it feels like that's a rise in feminine. There's a lot of talk, isn't there, about a rise in feminine energy to sort Absolutely. of rebalance. And that's yeah. what that feels like. 
I used to get um, most, when, I suppose on the beginning of my holistic pelvic care journey, it would be much more around uh, specific conditions like endo and um, fibroids and specific reproductive issues. Now it's much more around, um, I just feel numb. Mm. vagina feels numb I feel numb in my pelvis I feel disconnected I don't feel fully present in my body my body doesn't feel safe so Mm. for me that's like a real that in itself shows to me the evolution in our consciousness that we're actually noticing and and I've got a language for that because I don't think we had a language you wouldn't know that that's what you were experiencing but now we actually have a language around that to go Actually, yeah, I just I feel really numb in that place. Or when I when I get have intimacy with my partner, I just like part of my consciousness just kind of mm. shoots off somewhere because actually my body doesn't feel. Yeah, yeah, and I think that I was um, going to ask you as well, which you kind of half answered, but you know, for for the for for women that don't have that those specific problems or conditions. Um, or, or just women in general, what do you think overall that we're kind of missing by not thinking about the womb in this way? What is it that we're missing? And, and what, when you do this work, what do you gain going forward? I think we're miss, we're, you know, we're missing just like a massive part of what we're about. Mm-hmm. I think we're missing a massive part of what we're about. I don't know, because, you know, my my connection is still deepening. So I, you know, I've got no idea where this is going to go. But I I kind of, the figure that's just kind of come into my head, I've just played with a couple of figures. It's almost like we're only 25% online. Yeah. If we're, if we're failing to get that. And, you know, realistically, that's not available to all women or all womb owners. You know, it's, it's, it's probably not because there's like other stuff and we're all here to be doing different things and we've all got different purposes for being here um and that's kind of you know that's okay that's just that's the way it is isn't it that's that's the way of this physical physical plane but um I think yeah it just it, it makes me feel a little bit sad when I see when I see women who are disconnected because I know for most people that is through trauma Mm. and that's through emotional trauma sexual trauma medical trauma stuff that's happened when we were kids ancestral stuff collective stuff Mm. conception preconception past life it's like it can be any of those things so it is kind of like you know a case of unpicking those little threads that are the bits that are holding everything in place you know in terms of feminine embodiment we would call that frozen tension right okay Mm, yeah you know those those bits that have locked us into fight or flight or a feeling of unsafety in the body so what you get out of it is what you get out of it is just um a glorious sense of being embodied and a glorious sense of being female Mm. yeah you know and I think one of the you know one of the underlying pieces for me is learning to understand our menstrual cycle 
the ebbs and flows of our menstrual cycle, but that feels like it's like a real key piece. So if so, once we start to have that understanding, that doesn't necessarily mean we're embodied. So I or have a connection really deeply with our womb. It's kind of like for for a lot of women, it's the entree into mm. the deep work because once we start to understand hey actually I feel different at different times I have different skills available to me at different times Mm. and actually the biggest part is if I rest during my bleed then things slot into place much more easily for the rest of the cycle yeah it does yeah it does feel like that it's almost like an entry point into the start of developing that connection yeah. And a lot of a lot of us are guilty of not doing that and not being aware and just pushing through and oh well who else is going to do it and you know all of that narrative sure. starts to come up doesn't it. But that's you know I I I'm going to shift the the guilty because this is not about guilt or shaming ourselves no. and going I should know better and I should be doing this because exactly. I just feel that's really not helpful it's kind of like it's having those little seeds sown about actually I can do things in a different way. Yeah. And then, and then developing on that. Mm. But you know, that whole business about there's nobody else to do it. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's all manner of things that have come over my head. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, there's Go, a whole... Andrea, don't hold back. Just... <laughs> Well, there's a whole set of patterning around that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. A whole set of patterning around being the woman, being the mother, being this, like, being the mother in in a summer. That's really what society wants us to be. They don't want us to see the crane bit, the winter phase. They don't want the kind of um, the autumn phase when things can kind of, when things start moving inwards mm. and we start to kind of, move away from the external they want to see us in the late spring early summer where the hormonal and neurotransmitter balance is such that we can spin all these plates Mm. and we're like yes whatever you need I can do that and we and you know particularly because there's loads of estrogen around we're very capable of doing of multitasking doing lots of different things and we're like yeah 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 but that's not sustainable for a 28 day cycle but yeah i think understanding our menstrual cycle is just such a juicy piece yeah and and the energy like you were saying about the energy you know i i found that fascinating when I started to learn about that a few years ago that the different types of energy that you'll have for different things and how to match the the tasks that you have with the energy that you have at that particular time in your cycle which I think is fascinating isn't it absolutely so Mm. it's like um when I need to be focused like book work or any kind of like really focused tasks I'm much better at doing that. Obviously, I don't um, I don't have a menstrual cycle anymore. So <clears throat> it's akin to the moon cycle. Um, and also within my creative projects, I kind of use that cycle awareness. But yeah, t- towards that kind of um, that dark moon, that is when I'm kind of I actually get some pleasure and enjoyment out of those kind of focus tasks, which at any other time I'd be like, ah! 
yeah <laughs> it's interesting isn't it just before we started talking I was making notes about um you know how we um when feminism was really you know kicking in it was all we were trying to be like men you know and wear and power suits you know and things like that and just that that so you know the big part of that in this in the 60s was going on the pill i know exactly and then actually but that's kind of like that's how things evolve though isn't it yeah Yeah. because at that point that gave that gave women freedom to make choices that they had not been able to make before so that was kind of like a massive piece if that hadn't been available you know um that was the piece that took us out of the home out of marriages and just kind of like choosing those things more consciously at a later date rather than having to choose yeah a life of getting married at yeah. a much younger age and being within the family and having multiple children now we just we do have more of a more of a choice so that, that you know that's a really important part of the process actually I was just thinking before them you know the emancipation of women with Emily Pankhurst mm. in the you know in the in the 20s and uh, before so like yeah they've all kind of played their part in this evolution yeah. of the family principle haven't they and like you say it's a pro like I know on your on your Instagram you say about it's the journey you know not the destination and and, and like we've got to see feminism and and this self-discovery journey as a process haven't we and like I, I like that you're honoring that because you know we can sit here and we I know, like we all know more about the pill now and how it can affect you but like you say that had to happen and, and you know all of that process had to happen mm. and I, I for one have, have had many conversations I'm going off track a bit but with male friends yeah about how grateful I am to be here now to be at this point in my female you know journey now because I can we can have these conversations I can sit with male counterparts and express myself freely and talk you know and I think I I love that we're honoring that as well because there's an awful lot of pain and shame but but also there are things to celebrate and and that's worth remembering isn't it yeah. And, I, you know, I also think that, you know, what is available right now is, you know, there are there is such a body of work that is available, you know, however you want to choose to start to dip your feet into um, being more embodied, being connected to your womb, being connected to your moon cycle, whatever it is, there's just like so many different places mm-hmm. that you can, you know, reach out and just start to dip your toes into that and and to feel it into the possibility of living your life in a different way so we are really really lucky and you know I also think that um I mean I started my healing journey when I was like 29 something like that so like 30 years ago and then oh my gosh working through anything just seemed to take years and years and years and like lots of different tools and just like a like a real slow committed process that mm-hmm. had times of intensity and times of less intensity but nevertheless was a very protracted process now and I think this is a big piece with the embodiment work is 
actually just bringing stuff into the awareness, owning it, talking to it, acknowledging it, talking about it, sharing about it, stuff can literally shift in the moment. Mm. It can literally shift in the moment. And that has really changed from when I began this journey. And it's really, oh, you say it's a bit like wading through treacle to start. Oh my and god! Now it's like, <laughs> and 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 you know the time and the thousands of pounds that yeah. you know. But that's kind of like that. You know, that's part of my journey. I, I mean, I'm saying that kind of a little bit tongue in cheek. Mm. It's obviously what I chose, and so that's absolutely fine. I don't really have any issues with that. But I'm glad I get to be at this point where, um, yeah, things can shift in the moment and I do think that is about being in the body so for years working with the energy system and the energy field and actually doing stuff to somebody's energy field clearing their energy field now it's much more of a co-creative space that I work in and actually I'm just facilitating and holding that space Mm -hmm. and I'm just the one going what's this here what's this bit Mm. what's this bit and it's actually the client who's clearing that. And I think that's way more empowering than somebody coming in and going, oh, there's a major imbalance there. Let's clear that all out for you. Because then w- where's your learning in that? Yeah, I agree. Learning in the pattern of that. I agree. Because I think that, you know, when I first did all of my training with energy work, it was at the start of my journey, it was very much you go in, you do it, and you 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 might say <laughs> drink some water afterwards or whatever but that's kind of it and I remember after a while thinking this doesn't feel right Mm. I need to converse I need to talk we need to create this two-way conversation and um and I I think you're right I think that more and more people are experiencing or stepping into that sense of awareness and that embodiment and okay you know if I, I did this question with with the group that I work with and I just just this really kind of quick easy like where are you where are you right now and so many people were like oh I'm up in my head or I'm, I'm not even in my body you know it's just that that quick where are you and it it, it just puts you in a different mm. uh, mindset completely and and challenging those uh you know sometimes it is the fight flight freeze process isn't it where we kind of zoom mm. out anyway but yeah 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 but when we were working together, Andrew, you were doing that a little bit with me anyway, I have to say. You were like, right, you need to do this. <laughs> she would. She'd say, she, yeah. you need to do this now. They're telling me you need to do this. I was like, oh, oh well, yeah, but I think, you know, <clears throat> and you must have experienced this with clients as well along the way. So you so you so you work with some clients and they are because when did we work together? We were talking about it before. Was it yeah. like 10, 10, 15 years ago, something like that? I think it, it was around the 2012. Yeah, yeah. Time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 10, 11 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, when you're working with some clients, they are, their energy is so ready to work with. And it's so open. It's so easy to kind of, connect in with and really kind of shift things and and to have that as more of a co-creative space whereas some clients it's a real coaxing and holding and it's it's you know 
it's it's just more of a process. It's just yeah. not as, you know, because they're guarded, because they've experienced trauma or whatever it is, but it's just the entry point in is a little bit more difficult to find. So probably when I was working with you, your energy was like, yes. <laughs> so ready it was like thank god (laughs) i found somebody (laughs) yeah no i agree i agree with that yeah i think you're right yeah but i i started i we met because i came to sally for a treatment okay and i i started my healing journey when i was about 16 i'd say 17 uh, probably quite young maybe 18 but um and but I'd gone off track like you know and it's interesting what you we're talking about today because a lot of that was to do with being a mum and you know just everything changing in so many ways (laughs) um but I felt like that with Sally that I was just like so (laughs) ready you know that and it did feel like a co-creation and more so than any other healing that I'd had it felt you know very much like we were working together Mm -hmm. um and I think that's as you're sort of suggesting is is really the future maybe of healing Yeah, I think you know I think it's when you're you're I mean it's when your energy systems are just communing with each other yeah 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 everybody's kind of aware so guides are there angelics whatever whoever needs to be there is there creating that Mm. together um I would sometimes have things kind of like just drop into my head and I'd be like I can't possibly say that (laughs) I can't possibly say that no and it would just keep on repeating and repeating and repeating until I kind of went okay so I'm not sure if this is relevant or, you know, whether you resonate with it, but I just need to say it. And I'd say it and, you know, 95% of the time people would be like, it would either instill tears or they would just go, yep, that makes absolute absolute sense to me. So, you know, I suppose for me, the the more that happened and the more I realised that what was coming through was actually right or was what needed to be said yeah mm-hmm. um and you just get more comfortable with that but I know you know some of the times that stuff comes through I know it's kind of like can be really challenging and it kind of like it it pushes buttons now I think I like to think and I'm pretty sure I do that I hold that space in a slightly different way so um, I'm in a more kind of empathetic way and just kind of aware when it's going to do do that so I'm kind of like I'm already there waiting for the kind of the energy reaction and I've you know and I've also kind of got the the words and the language to to soften what needs to be what needs to be said yeah Mm. I just wanted to ask you Andrew because it was really interesting when you were talking about how our mind processes things versus what's actually happening in the body or what our body might be processing and touching a little bit on the the reference to somatics and what we're holding within um you know for people listening that this might be kind of a new topic for them could could you either could you explain that a bit more or give examples of how you've worked with people where because I, I always get this sense that there's this underlying intuitive knowledge or information that's sitting within that sometimes we just can't get 
and it's that link isn't it that yeah 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 yes I'm you know I'm not trained as a somatic experiencing practitioner just to be clear yes but I do feel the way that I work is somatically based because basically I'm creating a dialogue with the with the body and it's kind of like a big piece isn't it the issue is in the tissue I've not heard that. that before that's great <laughs> oh well, that's no. going in the show notes yeah <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like both out like, yeah no yeah. <laughs> no no we've not heard that the issue's in the tissue that's, that's brilliant there we go <laughs> well it is so if you you know, say say for example so if I'm working with somebody with holistic pelvic care so intravaginal massage which may or may not be intravaginally so on the first session it may actually just be on the outside but there's a I would call that de-armoring that's not a word that Tammy Kent uses in terms of holistic pelvic care but that is what it is to me so it's basically say working with what is what were essentially like little trigger points in the vaginal tissue, which is fascia. Mm-hmm. So they might feel sore. It might, it might even feel kind of like almost kind of raw, the tissue. It might feel a dull ache. It might feel really sharp. But if I kind of bring my awareness, my attention to it with my finger, and sometimes it's just like with the lightest touch, it's almost like the, the energy from my finger is touching that point rather than my physical finger. And if I bring their awareness to that point, so I've already got them to breathe into their heart space, into their pelvis, and I just kind of make an inquiry. When I when I touch that space, what comes up for you? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that will be an event. Sometimes it might be a person. Sometimes it might be an experience. Sometimes it might take you back to an experience when you were like really young or whatever it is. But that's kind of like connecting in with the emotion that's held within that tissue and creating a conversation and inquiry around that and kind of sometimes letting that expand through and, and being with the emotion that arises and welcoming that emotion that arises. Yeah. And then seeing what else is there. So say, for example, sadness arises. Sadness might be kind of like the the emotion that's sitting on the top. Beneath that might be white hot anger. Mm, Beneath that might be something else. And so really we're kind of like spiraling into the body until we reach a point where things literally open up. Yeah. And what felt like really grim and kind of claustrophobic and just all-encompassing sadness, actually, once you're releasing that frozen tension, just opens up the energy. So there's often a sense of kind of lightness and an openness and a kind of like, so you're, re- you're literally releasing that frozen tension. So whereas with the feminine embodiment, I would be doing that off the body. Yeah. Um, when I'm using that with um, holistic pelvic care, I'm doing that and working with that in the, on the physical body. Because, you know, I suppose I kind of thought when I when I did the feminine embodiment work that I would kind of move away from hands on work, but I just can't bring myself to do it because I absolutely it brings me so much joy and pleasure to work on a physical body. Mm. It's just it just my heart and my womb just go. 
yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. I was reading about um, I had um, the Manaki rites recently, which is like a shamanic mm-hmm. initiation. Yeah. Um, but I'm reading this book about about them now to kind of deepen my knowledge. But um, there's a chapter in it about healing hands and how how our hands, you know, are a, are a way, you know, how how important our hands are to to actually heal. And I love that that you're saying that that the that actual physical contact, you know, is so is the most beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. I think you know when you when you when I'm working with the body and I touch a body, I'm not thinking about where I need to touch that body. I'm just creating a space for that body to go. It's him. It's him. It's on my thigh. It's on my right thigh. You need to touch it here. So my hand will just intuitively go to those places mm. to to soften things, to give support for somebody to feel safe. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think it's so important. And, you know, all of these events and things that have happened to us, and we might have cleared them energetically, we might have cleared them on a mental level through things like psychology and psychotherapy, but have we cleared it in the physical body? Yeah. Because that needs a whole different level of conscious awareness to go, actually, I've cleared it everywhere else, but it's actually still sitting here. It might not be as active because you've cleared it everywhere else. Mm. And so I think, you know, when you do come across it, it's kind of like it's a very fleeting thing. It doesn't always bring up emotions. It's kind of like that's to do with that. Okay, moving on. That's to do with that. Yeah, moving on. I've dealt with that. And just, yeah, so that's why I think we can shift things really quickly now. Yes, it's like you say, having that awareness of working on all those levels, physical, emotional, mental, Mm. spiritual. And sometimes you might, be really good at clearing a couple of those but not always thinking about the other mm-hmm. the other ones because yeah we our bodies do hold a lot don't they somebody once described the body almost as that that bit of the iceberg under the water mm-hmm. that's that holds things you know that's you can't always tap into or access but it's it's mm-hmm. all there <laughs> but I think it's so important to have people like you doing what you're doing because I think it's it can feel a very private space, your body. So I think to have somebody who is safe, feels safe to be doing that work mm. is really important, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm grateful yeah. to you for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. I, it is, you know, it having that safe space is really important. And I start that with clients that most clients I see, I have a, a 30 minute conversation with them before I see them. And we kind of just start that process of feeling into, is this going to work? Yeah. Has she got the skills that I need? Do I feel ready? Yeah. You know, so sometimes people will book for holistic pelvic care and then have a complete wobble and go, ah! um, and sometimes cancel. And sometimes I can have a conversation with them and go, it's perfectly normal yeah perfectly normal you know and at the end of the day we're only ever going to work as with the speed that the body is capable of working with yeah yeah I think sometimes as well that 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 withdrawal I I sometimes experience that myself when I know there's going to be a breakthrough (laughs) sometimes it's the other thing running go running for the hills (laughs) 
<laughs> you're holding on to it, aren't you? Because you've held oh, on maybe, to it. Maybe, so maybe I will become that powerful woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Perish the thought. I might yeah. find my power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to just do a quick little drop in into, into the whim space? Yeah. Let's do it. Shall we? Amazing. Yeah. So, so that yeah. we can have a, like a little a little experience. Oh, so it's amazing. just going to be like a real short one because I know we're kind of like coming to time and stuff like that. But um, my suggestion is just to lower the gaze so you don't have to close down the eyes, but just kind of checking if you're feeling safe in the space where you are. So just feel how that feels when you've closed down the eyes. If you need to go and close the door or whatever, just put it on pause when you're listening to it, but just orientating yourself in the space, closing down the eyes, and maybe just having an awareness of where the body is supported by the chair or the bed or whatever, or the floor beneath you. Maybe that's the bum cheeks and the thighs. Maybe that's the lower back, mid back. Maybe sensing the feet on the floor. Bringing the awareness to the breath. Gentle breaths in and out. No need to deepen that breath. It is exactly as it needs to be in this moment. And maybe sensing and feeling that breath in the back of the throat. And just gently bring the awareness down into the heart space. Maybe even noticing that the breathing is deepening maybe there's a bit of a sense of relaxation through the body just being curious to whatever arises and knowing that is exactly what's right and what needs to be for you no pushing or forcing just being open to the experience so just allowing the breath just to really Gently open the heart space. Really, really gently. Noticing if you're desiring to open that really quickly. And just toning that down if that feels available to you. And maybe finding an out-breath that feels good and just following that river of breath on the out-breath deeper into the body, down into the pelvis, and taking that breath to the womb space. Maybe placing one hand over the womb and one hand over the heart, just feeling into where the body is calling for a little bit of touch and support. And just focusing that breath in and around the womb space and just allow it to move through the pelvis in any way that feels good. Bringing your breath, attention, intention and awareness. And just opening that conversation with your womb space. Maybe it's the first time I am open to communion, conversation, to connection with you. I'm sorry that I may not have the awareness before. 
but now it feels like that, that awareness is opening. And then just asking your womb space, is there anything that your womb wishes to share with you in this moment? And there's no need to chase the words, just allowing any sensation just to arise. Any words, any images, any colors. And then just bringing that to a close when you feel ready. Giving thanks to your body, to your womb space for enlightening you this day. Maybe showering her with love and blessings, joy and peace. Beautiful. And then when it feels ready, just gently, 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 just opening the eyes, bring the awareness back into the room, back into the physical body. Mm. Thank you, Andrew. Gosh. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. I got um sort of like why why have you buried me? I got I'm still here, kind of that's what I got. And I I might get a bit emotional. <laughs> and I also got a very I got an image of which, I don't know which baby, but one of my babies in there. I actually saw my baby in there. Oh. I don't know which baby because I've got two not babies. Well, they're young. They're not babies anymore. But yeah, sleeping in there. And I've, ne I've never I've never seen that as in as if I was in there. I'd really recommend or suggest that you kind of go in again and see if that baby's got something they need to share with you. Yeah. Yeah. That was really powerful. I'm trying not to. I shall let you talk while I... <laughs> Thank oh, you for that. Bless you. Thank you for Thank sharing you. that. Thank you, Sibby, for sharing you. that. Yeah, it was powerful. I really liked how you were kind of guiding us all there yeah. and, and with that sense of just go with what comes and surrender and don't force anything because sometimes you can do this work and think, why is there nothing there or what am I needing yeah. to? So it was just really beautiful. It just builds that connection and that trust, doesn't it? Mm. Gosh, I wonder if I'm sure that people listening will. I think they'll, yeah, they'll definitely that was really benefit powerful. from that. I, For me, I wasn't getting so much words or conversation. It was more images. And it felt like to start with, I felt like I was watching the ocean, but in reverse. It was like the waves were coming up and round and back this mm. way to start with. And then that right over again. <laughs> Yeah, and it just, I, I can't, it's like a dull ache. And then I just kept seeing fire and then I just, I kept feeling angry. And I'm like, there's there's some anger there and I don't know where it's come from. Yeah. Mm. And I got 
I just I just heard him, but I don't know who him is. Okay, oh, that's really interesting. And then I just kind of was saying, well, you know, thank you for this connection, and you know, I'll I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I feel like she was like just getting warmed up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was just like it was too too brief, but I just thought it would it would be really good for your listeners just to kind oh, of get a little yeah. taste of that. And I'm quite happy if if something has come up for anybody after doing that and they're kind of like, I don't know what this is about. I'm quite happy to have a conversation, yeah. really more than happy to. I don't want to kind of feel that some people have been dropped into something and there's kind of like stuff has come up and they don't know where to go. So I'm quite happy to have conversations. Okay. But also I just wanted to let you know that from this month, I'm going to be offering three sessions a month either online or in person in my clinic in Leicester and they are going to be pay what you can sessions so to apply for those sessions you just need to sign up for my newsletter which is called Womb Oracle of course um so yes if anybody wants to access those they will be available through the through the sign up I'll include all of that in the in the show notes thank you so much what a beautiful way yeah. to finish the episode yeah that was that. really powerful thank yeah. you thank you thanks for listening so if you would like to connect to us elsewhere in the multiverse well you can you can find me sally at thecreativeu.co.uk or on instagram as the.creative.u for Sibby, her website is healingrights.com and she's also on Instagram as Sibby Rights. Lots of love. See you soon.